but it will, because we have amazing news for you. And before we jump into our passage in John, I want to let you know that we are taking, uh, asking people to give an offering tonight, but I want you to know it does not go to New Cove specifically. It goes to two different agencies that we are working with. One, it goes to Fresh Start. Fresh Start is one of our agencies that we work with. It's women. It's a, a place for women who are coming out of homelessness. They're on their feet. They just need a hand up. And New Cove is all about helping them. Uh, several years ago, we uh, said, we're going to be the kind of church that when the city, something happens in the city and they think, we need some help, call New Cove. It was just a couple years ago that Fresh Start had a, an unfortunate fire in the kitchen. Both of their uh, stoves were burned, uh, burned up, and uh, the lady at, 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 who was running Fresh Start at the time said, I made two phone calls. The first one was to 911, and the second one was to New Cove. And we had, uh, by in a couple hours, we had a brand new stove put in there. And by the end of the week, another stove was given there. And so I just thought, yes, this is the kind of church I want to be where people say, if there's a need, call New Cove. We'll take care of it. So we are taking care of needs for them. And we'll uh, work that in for welcome gifts and then graduation gifts as well. The other thing, uh, we have adopted our second refugee family just as of late. And so exciting days for us where we've got their house, their apartment totally furnished thanks to New Cubs' generosity, uh, but they're ongoing expenses. And so any offering that you're able to give tonight, when you leave in just a few moments, and I did say just a few moments, <laughs> it pains me to do that. When you leave in a few moments, uh, there's a box out there and you can put that and we'll make sure that the funds get there as well. Well, the great news that we've been sharing all Christmas season all along, all the amazing news we have, is that I want you to know that regardless of whatever season you may find yourself in, regardless of whatever season, whatever variant your season may entail, yeah, (laughs) I want you to know what Jesus offers is he offers you hope. And regardless of whatever season happens, circumstances become secondary or tertiary when you put your hope in Christ. And I want us to talk about that. Where you look for your hope is so important. Let's talk about where we put our hope. I heard it put this way. Whatever controls your attention controls your life. So true. Whatever controls your attention controls your life. So whatever you're giving attention to is what you're giving your life to. Darren Hadley. It's also been put this way. What has captured the wonder of our hearts will control the way we live. Whatever captures the wonder of our hearts will control the way we live. Paul David Tripp. Or put this way. Your view determines what you do. Somebody said that. So true. Your view determines what you do. You see, we all look somewhere to find hope, somewhere to deal with the circumstances that never stay the same. They keep changing all the time. We look somewhere. Some people look around to get their cue from other people around them. Should I be freaking out or not? Some look at their circumstances and take cue from that, looking at their current situation and letting everything rise and fall what is currently happening. Some look behind them and they take their cue from the past. I grew up, I was in, in a horrible home or whatever, fill in the blank, and probably all true. 
but our tendency can also be to look backwards and allow our past to determine where we go. Some look ahead only to see uncertainty and think they're freaking out over what may happen. Some look within, and I would say, this is a word to you Nebraskans, I've been here 21 years and I know I'm still an outsider. I'm, I've lost my southern accent, thank goodness. Well, I'm fixing to lose it, so. But this one is a big one for Nebraskans. Some look within and come to the conclusion, just work harder. Try harder. I'll just do it. If it's to be, it's up to me. But that's not the Christmas message that we want to share with you. I want to cast a vision tonight for us to look up. Our passage is found in John. I'll read verses 1 to 5, and then we'll carry on in a few minutes. But John 1, 1 to 5 says, In the beginning was the Word... Speaking of Jesus, in the beginning was Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. This Gospel of John, you can read uh, Matthew, Luke, okay, uh, the, uh, the birth. But John is, in, is, is really amazing to me because he makes a case for the greatness of God and he reaches back further into eternity. In fact, what he says is, in the beginning was the Word. He's quoting Genesis 1. In the beginning, and literally in the Greek language and then the Hebrew when you go to Genesis 1, in the beginning, it, it should translate this way, beginning in eternity and then moving to creation. Good luck getting your head around that. Beginning in eternity and then moving to creation. This is talking about Jesus' pre-existence. That statement alone, in the beginning was the word, is reason to look up. What authority, what authority to be able to say, I've always been. If I were a professor, I'd say, this will be on the final exam. The clue bell ought to be going off. Take note of this. This is huge authority here. In the beginning, he's always existed. This is the story of Christmas. And so it would read like this if you wanted to look at it literally. Beginning in eternity and then moving to creation was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Jesus was with God in the beginning. Through Jesus, all things were made. Without Jesus, nothing was made that has been made. We don't need to look around. We don't need to look at other things. We don't need to look behind, ahead, within. We just need to look up. He is our authority, whatever season we may find ourselves in. Good season, bad season, in-between season. He's there. It's never too late. It's ne- it is never too late to give your life to Jesus Christ on this side of eternity. But, as we all know, reason for Christmas, not everybody buys into it. Verse 5, the light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The light being Jesus, Jesus shines in the darkness. If we... Ha- if we 
looked at this. The, it's an interesting word. The darkness has not understood it. In the Greek, the word is, is a word for overcome. And it means that to lay hold of, to seize with eagerness. Suddenness like an evil spirit which seizes or takes possession of a person. It comes on. And so what it's saying is, Jesus is saying darkness is trying to make life work apart from God. And we all can do that. We can leave God out of the mix and say, I'll do what I want, when I want, however much I want. It's up, I'll do it on my own. That creates darkness. That keeps separation. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. I'll, I don't care what God says. I'll do what I want, when I want. So the light shines in darkness. The light shines on those of all of us who can tend to try to make life work apart from God. It says, and the darkness has not overcome it. A means that Satan is unable to defeat Jesus. That the darkness cannot whip the light. Because Jesus, the light, when you think about this, whatever season you're in, you need clarity. You need direction. You need perspective. You need confidence. You need hope. You need peace. You need joy. You need to be loved. And what I found is that the darker it is, the more powerful the light I shared this last week with uh, our weekend attenders, and this is from theologian Frederick Buechner. Here's what he says at Christmas. God visited us. The world has never been quite the same since. It's still a very dark world in some ways, darker than ever before. But darkness is different because he keeps getting bored into it. That is, if, if there's anything that you get, I hope you will get this. That you don't just celebrate the birth of Jesus today and tomorrow and let it go. But let him be birthed in you every single day. Whatever season comes your way, that whatever happens, that you would allow him to shine his light in that very thing. In the difficult relationships you have, whatever, whatever it may be. Anyone who's ever known him has known him perhaps better in the dark than anywhere else because it's in the dark where he seems to visit the most often. Now, I'm not saying bring on the dark, but I am saying that Jesus' light shines brilliantly. And the last couple of years have been tough on everyone. But our hope is not in something horizontal. It's in that which is vertical. You see, horizontal hope rises and falls on what you it rises and falls on you, others, and situations. I mean, think about that. It's horizontal hope looks around, it looks at, it looks behind, it looks ahead, it looks within. Horizontal hope does not look up. And sometimes we put our hope in other people. If they'll just change, if they'll just meet this need, even the best of us, when we have uh, other people we rely upon, even the best of them, the problem with that is, that person was never designed by God to be the center of your life. Horizontal hope rises and falls on you, others, and just for situations to change. Those are temporary. They eventually disappoint. But vertical hope rises and falls on God and God alone. Why do I say that? Because beginning in eternity and then moving to creation... 
If Jesus, who's always been, can create everything we've seen and the things that we haven't seen, he can probably handle the situation that I'm facing and the situation you're facing. Hope rises and falls on God. Now, I I totally understand that not everybody in a group this size buys into what I'm saying. I understand that. But I want to challenge you to stay with me and just pretend you're buying into what I have to say for the next two hours. Yeah. I've always heard, you've never heard a bad short sermon, right? Okay. I do know that. I want you, those of you who are skeptics or have have grown up in a situation where you just have had it with Christianity, what I want to just just buy in for the next couple minutes and see what a relationship with Jesus Christ can do for you. I'm not asking you to be a part of our church. I'm just asking you to be a part of the family of God because Jesus was began in eternity and then moved to creation. You see, vertical hope depends on God to redeem whatever we're facing. That's why the last two years have been difficult but exciting because we're praying that God will redeem what he's allowed. I heard it put this way. Horizontal hope looks for the silver lining in the cloud of circumstances while vertical hope sustains us while we wait expectantly for God to redeem our present season. Isn't that good? Our, our tendency, if we're not careful, is, is we, we buy into horizontal hope that rises and falls on performance. Our performance, our right behavior, we start thinking, is the basis of relationship with God. If I do A, B, C, then God owes me D. If I show up at so many services, then God is more pleased with me than not. Or if I, I help, I help some, some old person across the street, or now they help me across the street. Do they get extra credit with God? Not in terms of being a part of the family of God. You're in or you're out. And the goal is for us to be a part of the family of God. It has nothing to do with your abilities. It has nothing to do with your performance. Everything has to do with just saying, I am going to put my hope and trust in you. Any relationship tied to performance, whether it's good or bad, is still conditional, and nobody needs that. Always wondering where you are in the relationship, and God's not that way. Vertical hope is tied to the following. Listen to this, verse 12. Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Listen to this. To those who believed him. Another way you could put it, in other words in the Greek language, to those of you who trust in, cling to, rely upon him. He will give you the right to become a part of, of the family of God, God's forever family. What does that look like? Verse 14, the Word became flesh, Jesus became flesh, and he moved into the neighborhood. We've seen his glory, glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace, full of truth. You see, if you had the power to change yourself without God's help, Jesus would not have come. That's why the powerful message of Jesus at Christmas is he's all about 
saying, I have taken your place and I want you to be in my forever family. And if you will simply rely upon me, trust in me, cling to me, accept what I have to offer, I have an amazing offer for you. Not to be a part of outside the family, but to be a part of the family of God. The gospel of grace, the gospel of Christmas always eliminates performance as the basis of relationship. So let me close with this. I want to show you two pictures, one at a time, and I want these pictures to show you the difference between horizontal hope and vertical hope. Here's what horizontal hope looks like. Vertical hope looks like this. Whoever believes in him, trusts in him, clings in him, relies upon him, plugs into him. You get to be a part of God's family. Wow. God cannot do for us what we try to do for ourselves. Stop trying and put your hope and trust in Jesus. God cannot save us if we try to save ourselves. Look up. Look up. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Now we can look upward to a God who reached downward to us. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that all of us present today in person and, on and online, that if we have not given our heart to you, that we would do so right now. Father, may we quit plugging into ourselves and just trying everything horizontally to make life work. So I pray that you would speak to each one of us, and if that applies to any one of us, God, I pray that you would really speak to them in their mind right now, in their heart. Father, may our hope and trust be in you and in you. May we believe in, trust in, cling to, rely upon you as we celebrate this Christmas season. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.